Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is October 11th, 2022, and our first story, a psychic, the living Nostradamus, predicts World War III, that the U.S. will be betrayed and invaded. Yeah, 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 it's internet nonsense. Why should we believe this? It's a funny story, nonetheless. And I think starting with some levity is a good thing because the U.S. has approved a $100 million contract to expand Raven Rock, its emergency nuclear bunker, at least one of them. It's also expanding Mount Weather, another emergency bunker. There's also fear the draft may be coming, with many news outlets now reporting on it. But maybe it's all fear and bluster. In our next story, Tulsi Gabbard formally quits the Democratic Party. And our last story, Muslim protesters shut down school board meeting over LGBT gender ideology books for kids. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends now. Let's get into that first story. Major developments are currently underway in the war in Ukraine. Russia has been sending in troops into Belarus, sparking fears among experts that Belarus may be the first to launch a tactical nuclear strike, providing plausible deniability to Russia. NATO then would not be able to retaliate directly against Putin. Belarus, of course, acting as the proxy, would face the brunt. But this, some say, would bring us into a more discernible World War III. We've got the Pope saying we're in it. Many experts saying this is it. But others, like Donald Trump, say it's not yet. It could be soon and we need to stop. This may be World War III, but it really depends on whether or not the escalation takes us that far. If World War III does become easily definable, we will look back to the start of the Ukraine war and say that's when it all began. Now, while these developments are currently underway in Europe, we're hearing something else. It was actually reported about a month or two ago that Raven Rock, the emergency command center and nuclear bunker, was being expanded to the tune of $100 million, leaving some to speculate the U.S. government's getting ready for the worst. But it's not just Raven Rock. It's also Mount Weather, currently undergoing construction. Very interesting. 
Now, while that may seem alarming, that the U.S. government is expanding its nuclear bunker and emergency command center. They don't expect construction to be done until 2027. But aside from that, we're also hearing about the draft. For one reason or another, the draft is going viral, or I should say tweets from the selective service, reminding you that if your son is the last to bear your name, they still must sign up for the draft. This could all be akin to the opposite of out of sight, out of mind. How would you say that? In sight, in mind? Because people are so concerned about World War III, everything looks like an escalation. The expansion of Raven Rock. Does it really matter? It's not going to be done until 2027. What does that mean? The nuclear war is until 2028, or it could be the government is just the U.S. was late or they're like, hey, look, war may be coming. Let's start building now anyway. It could be that the troops into Belarus prove fruitless. There's a possibility nothing happens here. But I think because people are watching this happen, they're starting to believe it's inevitable. And that's why people are now talking about the military draft. But maybe there will be something else. Maybe there will be a great fourth turning conflict or crisis. And the fourth turning does say that it will culminate by 2028. So maybe the Raven Rock thing, maybe it doesn't matter. But on to the lead story, because I couldn't just ignore something so juicy. Living Nostradamus begs world leader to stop imminent attack on U.S. worse than 9-11, saying this is the warning for World War Three that two great world leaders will betray the U.S. and there will be an invasion and attack. And that will bring us into World War Three. Now, this man claims to have predicted the queen's death in COVID-19. And I got to tell you, it's probably all nonsense. It's some dude who posted a meme. Come on, seriously? But it's fun. So let's roll with it. Is this man a great psychic or is he just flipping a coin? Look, he flipped a coin several times and he got it right. So he claims living Nostradamus is one way to put it, because when it comes to Nostradamus's predictions, they were vague and people just applied them to whatever they thought made sense. So that may be what's happening now. You give a vague enough prediction. And then when something close enough happens, you say, that's exactly what I predicted. But I do think it's an easy prediction to make to say that the U.S. will be attacked or that there could be World War Three. He says something will fall from the sky. Are you saying we're going to get nuked or there's going to be an airstrike? Maybe. But I got to wonder why the why the expansion of Raven Rock and Mount Weather now? I got to be honest, there's a lot of reasons. It could be that Raven Rock and Mount Weather are continually expanded all the time and we're only paying attention to it now. What about all the attention on the on the selective service system? Well, it could just be that because the prospect of war is here, many people fear a draft. So before we get started with all the news, I'll just give one piece of advice to Gen Z. You are the ones being lined up for the draft. And if you don't want to join the military in the event of a draft, you better oppose the war now. But let's read the story. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work as a member. You'll get access to exclusive, uncensored members-only shows from TimCast IRL, our green room behind the scenes with our guests, the Cast Castle vlog and Tales from the Inverted World, and you'll be supporting our journalists. We've got a team of writers reporting the news every single day. We've got some field reporters, some investigative journalism currently underway, if you could call it that. And it's because of your support. As a member, you keep the machine churning. Also, I'll shout out Parallel Economy. When you become a member, we don't use PayPal anymore. We took them off the website. 
you sign up with Parallel Economy, you're supporting censorship-resistant financial transaction services, co-founded by Dan Bongino, and you're supporting Timcast. We need to build that space up. Become a member not just to support us, but to support them as well. Let's jump into the first story, and we'll enter this with a bit of levity and silliness, although it's a pretty dark subject. From the Daily Star, Living Nostradamus begs world leaders to stop imminent attack on U.S. worse than 9-11. A psychic dubbed Nostradamus reincarnated has begged world leaders to prevent his latest revelation coming true. Brazilian fortune teller Athos Salome, who claims to have predicted the Queen's death, COVID-19 and World War III, has now shared yet another chilling vision. I just want to just, just pause real quick and point out Yo, I can claim I predicted whatever I want. Doesn't mean I did. Here we go. The 36-year-old from Divinopolis, Brazil, warns that the U.S. is under imminent danger of betrayal and invasion either next year, 2024 or 2026. So dude says something's going to happen, then gives three years where it might. Oh, come on. Quote, things will fall from the sky and nothing will be left. This will be the warning that war has begun. Athos has terrifyingly stated about the about an unspecified city. Look at this picture. Just why are they writing about this guy? Look, I'm covering this because I want to talk about the bigger picture with the construction on Raven Rock and Mount Weather and Putin's troops moving in. And I think this is a irreverent way to begin a segment. But serious question. Why is this being reported on? Here's what he posted. The U.S. will be betrayed and invaded. They have been planning the attack for some time. And it will be worse than Osama bin Laden's attack on September 11th. Two great leaders are behind the new episode. So the warning has been made for World War III. Here's the question. Does it happen in 2023, 2024, or even 2026? In February, April, and July of next year, the Kabbalah says that human beings will, will undergo, undergo a new transformation. Tragedies are marked in the coming one. This is no cause for despair, but a warning to reach out to the great leaders so that something can be done to avoid the worst. Rather than intend to strike widespread fear and panic with his predictions, Athos says he shares his visions, so the authorities have enough time to react and prevent such horrors from unfolding. Spare me, dude! I would argue that it's just for clicks on social media, because let's be real, you didn't warn us of anything. The information given does nothing for us. How are we supposed to predict anything with this vague prediction? Come on, it's meaningless. But at least it is a little bit funny. The psychic predicts. Okay, well, here's what's really happening. Take a look at this from the Daily Mail. Belarus orders its troops to be tested for combat readiness after huge quantities of Russian soldiers entered the country. As Lukashenko's Secret Service says Ukrainian invasion turning point will come within weeks. Here we go, baby. Some fear that the nuclear strike will emerge from Belarus first. NATO will then be forced to say it was Belarus, not be able to retaliate against Russia directly. Because if they do, well, that's Russia's casus belli for a nuclear strike on NATO. I don't think any of this matters. None of it matters. The posturing, the PR, it doesn't matter. The idea that Belarus would nuke first, meaningless. The governments can say whatever they want to accomplish whatever they want. It is true that they need to, to sway public opinion, boost morale, get public support, obviously. They can say whatever they want. They can blow up their own bridge and then say it was the enemy who did it. And that's that. And that's one way to do it. So why wouldn't Russia just fire a nuke and then claim it wasn't them? It's that simple. Wasn't us. Someone else must have done it. 
You're the only one. Don't look at me. And if Belarus did do it, they would just claim it was Russia anyway. So this could this could be a major inflection point with Russian troops moving into Belarus and an expanded uh, expanded invasion. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. The Sun. Russia could launch nuclear strikes using Belarus for cover from West as world now in first days of World War Three warns Putin foe. Are we in World War Three or not? Well, the psychic guy says not yet. But I would say maybe what would truly make this World War Three is if China gets involved. China does not need to aid Russia and it's a it's war in Ukraine. But if China invades Taiwan, we now have European and Pacific theater. That sounds like World War Three to me. What you need to understand about World War Two, Japan didn't really interact all that much with Europe. Their war was in Asia. It was just a major war between various powers. And we called it World War, World War Two. World War One was very largely just Europe. So right now you can argue that we're in World War Three. Belarus, Russia, Russia's allies, China is providing some support. Maybe Saudi Arabia is siding with Russia. They're not they're, they're cutting oil production to hurt the U.S. and allow Russia to keep funding its war. And don't forget, according to The Intercept, secret U.S. operations inside Ukraine are being conducted under a presidential covert action finding. So we are there. But let's get into the meat potatoes, my friends. You know all this stuff. The psychic stuff is funny. But last night, Drew Miller, he's the CEO of Fortitude Ranch, Recreation and Preparedness Community. When it all hits the fan, you go to Fortitude Ranch if you're a member. That's basically the point. And then you get to work. You get to work farming and guarding and growing and all that stuff. If a collapse happens. On the show, he mentioned he drove past Mount Weather and there's a lot of construction going on. And I said, wait, 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 they're they're doing construction at Mount Weather? Mount Weather is an emergency operations center and bunker for members of Congress and continuity of government, as is Raven Rock. I think Raven Rock is for the president and Mount Weather is for, you know, like Congress and stuff like that. But I was like, why are they doing construction on these these emergency centers? Now, it could be easy. They always are expanding these emergency centers. Fair point. However, we have this story from SeekingAlpha.com. 
Grunley Construction awarded $100 million contract by U.S. Army. Grunley Construction was awarded a $100 million contract for design, bid, build, construction support of the Raven Rock Mountain Complex. Work locations and funding will be determined with each order with an estimated completion date of August 16th, 2027. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is the contracting activity. Okay, well, hold on. It's not going to be done until 2027. What does that mean? Does that mean they're expecting a nuke? Yeah, actually, I'd say it's meaningless. Some people have already I tweeted this saying, yeah, but so what? It's not going to be done until 2027. So clearly they're not prepping for something now. N- or they are. Vladimir Putin has signaled his willingness to use nukes. Joe Biden said he's not joking and we've never faced, you know, the risk of Armageddon has never been higher, at least not since the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, of course, if your neighbor buys artillery and points it at you, you begin construction on your artillery barriers, even though you know it won't be done for some time. You don't just sit there and be like, they're pointing guns at us. I guess we'll do nothing. This sounds to me like Putin's threats mean something. And this is August. This is only a couple of months ago. Putin invaded back in February. So the U.S. has long been contemplating this and they're making this move now. And it's not just there. Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center. Construction of a three-story, 65,000-square-foot masonry and steel structure that will house training and tra- uh, house office and training space. $10 million. Let me just slow down here. This could be routine, okay? It's, they may be doing routine construction. So maybe you see all this and you're like, oh, you know, the war's coming. Maybe, maybe not. You know, a lot of people are talking about the military draft, and there are good points to be made about it. The U.S. has failed to recruit enough. If war were to break out, the U.S. would need a draft. But there's no real news. The Selective Service tweets the same thing it always does. But for some reason, people latch on to some of these tweets as if they're indicative of something new. They're not. But I'll break that down for you. First, let me show you about Raven Rock. Wikipedia says the Raven Rock Mountain Complex, also known as Site R, is a U.S. military installation with an underground nuclear bunker near Blue Ridge Summit, Pennsylvania at Raven Rock Mountain. That has been called an underground Pentagon. The bunker has emergency operation centers for the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marine Corps, along with Mount Weather Emergency Operation Center in Virginia and the Cheyenne Mountain Complex in Colorado. It formed the core bunker complexes for the U.S. continuity of government plan during the Cold War to survive an attack. Ah, yes, the U.S. Continu- continuity of operations, COOP. That's one way to phrase it, COOP. Uh-huh is a U.S. federal government initiative required by U.S. Presidential Policy Directive 40, PPD 40, to ensure that agencies are able to continue performance of essential functions under a broad range of circumstances. PPD 40 specifies certain requirements for continuity plan development, including the requirement that all federal executive branch departments and agencies develop an integrated overlapping continuity capability that supports the eight national essential functions described in the document. FEMA provides guidance to the private sector for business continuity planning purposes. A continuity plan is essential to help identify critical functions and develop preventative measures to continue functions should disruption occur. Okay, so they're expanding these bunkers. Take it for what you will. Maybe it's routine. Maybe it's panic. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they they think by 2028, we're going to be facing a nuclear strike. 
The reality is the expansion of these these facilities don't mean all that much because they already exist. Raven Rock is already a nuclear bunker. Maybe they're expanding the, the capability of uh, they're expanding the defensive capabilities. Maybe you're going to get stronger fortifications. Who knows? But then we get to the idea of a military draft. And the question from many a Gen Z, will you be forced to sign up for the military? Yes. Hands down, period, no questions asked. Yes. In the event of full-scale war between the U.S. and Russia and China and whoever else, the U.S. does not have the ground forces to fight a war. So they'll draft you. It doesn't mean a whole lot, to be completely honest. A lot of people look back at the draft and they say it was bad, but hundreds of thousands of people just ignored it. And only, I think, like, what is it, like one point some odd percent were actually prosecuted. Many fled the country from the Army Times. And end strength, an end strength crisis is here for the Army. There's no sugarcoating it. All three components of the Army missed their required end strength for fiscal 2022, leaving boots unfulfilled after missing recruitment goals by around 15,000 trainees. Senior leaders across the Army have gradually acknowledged the grim reality. The service is tens of thousands of troops short from where it was funded to be in fiscal 2022, and the impact could soon be felt across the force. Well, maybe if you dropped the wokeness, actually stood for American values and strong masculine values, people would be inclined to join. You know, when I was younger, I had a positive view of the armed forces. When I was a little kid, it seemed honorable. At least that's what everybody said. And then we saw the Iraq war, Afghanistan, and I saw the stories, the kids being killed, the drone strikes, George W. Bush and Barack Obama. And I thought to myself, what kind of person would be carrying out these operations? For what reason are we over there? Why would someone want to join after all that? And some people said, well, the National Guard makes sense. The Coast Guard makes sense. But I don't want to go fight overseas. Not for this nonsense. Now you have wokeness. Now I feel bad for all these people who enlisted. Now I question those who enlist today. I've talked to some good people. They resigned. I talked to one guy who was a commissioned officer. He resigned his commission and said, I wanted to stay in until retirement, but not now. The wokeness has gotten too far, has gone too far. So I wonder who would be willing to join today? I suppose there are people who would say, I can get in and I can save this. I can change it. I doubt it. Now with people like Millie, these woke psychopaths. But I'll tell you this, it's going to be funny when they try and institute a draft. It ain't going to work. Here we go. Why is the subject matter coming up from Fox 21 local news in Colorado? Can I be drafted? Young people worry about the potential draft amid Russia and Ukraine crisis back in February. The answer is yes. They say so far Biden has denied any plans to send American troops to Ukraine to fight. But we did send many to Europe. There are special operations currently underway on the ground. And what happens if Belarus or Russia does launch a nuclear strike and the U.S. is drawn into a direct conflict with Russia? We don't have the troops. We need them. Here's how it'll work. Likely. There will be a draft lottery system based on your birthday. And it's going to be 18 to 25 year olds. I hope you're paying attention, 18 to 25 year olds. And then you will be cho- told to go and, um, and enlist. Yeah. Now, no, it doesn't mean you'll be in combat, but there's a possibility. Some people won't. Some people will. If you are a Gen Zer and you blindly march behind the Democrat narrative, then you have no one to blame but yourself. The Democrats overwhelmingly support this war, and they will gleefully 
with a smile on your face, launch you out there as cannon fodder for their empire. So I warn and implore all of you, 18 to 25, you must reject U.S. involvement in this war. I don't like Putin. Putin's a scumbag. I think Putin's an all around bad dude. And I know a lot of people are like, it's propaganda. Putin's just defending. Don't know. Don't care. I get it. There's a crisis on his border. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like NATO. NATO's expanding. Totally get it. But I think Putin's a scumbag. I think he's a bad guy. I think he's been in power for too long and he needs to walk away. That being said, I still don't see a reason why the U.S. is involved in a war with you in Ukraine. Ukraine is not a, not a NATO ally. It's not a member of the EU. It's trying to be. But for what reason are we coming to their defense and sacrificing our safety and risking World War Three? Ukraine is fantastic. I considered actually living there for once. I have friends who live there. I'm sad to see what's happening to their country. I would like to see Putin lose and be removed from the country. But it is not the United States' position. I suppose if you voted for Trump, I could say that more confidently. But the Biden administration, the Democratic Uniparty and neocons, they come together because they love blowing stuff up. And they love using Ukraine as their shield to go to war with Russia. So, yes, you could be drafted. From TimCast.com, U.S. Selective Service reminds all men 18 to 25 to register. Here's what they said. Parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he is still required to register with the Selective Service system. Learn more about who needs to register at SSS.gov. If you don't, you face felonies and fines. And we're actually starting to see that now. Now, here's a story that I find really interesting from the Gazette. Trans women who are born male must sign up for military draft. This is fascinating. The story is going viral. It's actually an old story. It's it's actually an old story. Let me bring you right back here from Fox 21, February 25th. They show in this document and say exemptions apply to some transgender individuals, including people who are born female. The document says as an exemption, U.S. citizens or immigrants who were born male and have changed their gender to female must register. Individuals who are born female and have changed their gender to male do not have to register. Fascinating. I do think one of the more fascinating things here is it says undocumented immigrants must reg- register. So if you come to this country illegally, you're going to be fighting in some wars, buddy. So don't forget to sign up. If you don't, typically what they'll do is they will fine you. That's about it. They will fine you. Now, we wrote this story over at TimCast.com. The tweet is going viral. I don't think it's all that special, though. The selective service system tweets this stuff all the time. But for some reason, some people see it. They tweet it out and then everyone assumes something new is happening. But it's not. It's really not. This is this is a normal thing. There are consequences, however. And what I do think is interesting is this story from October 10th. Ohio men not registered for military draft pay hundreds of thousands of extra, hundreds of thousands extra for college. So this I have to wonder about. Why are they now writing about this story? Why is the military draft in the news? Again, maybe this guy, Doug Livingston, saw the tweets, saw the fear and said, here's a good subject people will click on. Perhaps. Or perhaps something is bubbling up and the wisdom of the crowd is saying outright. If we're forced into war, we do not have the troop levels. Two things I see happening there. 
This story from the Daily Mail. Suicides among active duty service members jumped by more than 40 percent between 2015 and 2020 as some soldiers battle extreme isolation and harsh climates. What does that really mean? Jumping by 40 percent. It's a big number, but how many is it really? At any rate, the percentage is a lot. It's scary. They say last year, about 11 soldiers died by suicide at Fort Wainwright and Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson in Alaska. According to Anchorage Daily News, the manner of about a handful more deaths is still being investigated. That's just two bases. But I don't want to make it seem like there's thousands. At least it doesn't seem that way. It seems like people are just ending their lives in large numbers. It seems like at the same time, we are, we are having trouble recruiting. What does that say? The army is failing. There's no cultural cohesion. There's no unified mission. Why would someone join the military? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. People are dying. They're killing themselves. People are resigning. And no one wants to sign up. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. So what happens in the event of a real war? Either we lose, or there's a major draft. Because they're going to need people. Now, I'm not opposed to the military draft in its entirety. What I'm opposed to is this. You, you get drafted to go fight in Vietnam? No, thank you. If there is a draft over Ukraine, are you kidding me? But if there was a draft because the United States itself was invaded, I'd understand that. Somebody wants to send boats on our shores and start raiding our cities. Yeah, you come and invade my country, then I get it. I'll be fighting too. I don't think I'd be nearly as effective as any standard soldier or anything like that, any you know, your average enlisted, but I'll do what I can. Maybe I wouldn't be the most effective actually in combat or anything like that, but I would, I would absolutely do what I could to assist in protecting this country should we get invaded. No questions asked. Well, questions will be asked. What I mean is, I will stand there and say, let me know what must be done. Because the defense of this country is different from the invasion of other countries. I see no reason to defend Ukraine. Now, here we go, baby. March 4th. This story was published by The Sun. Inside doomsday bunkers designed by U.S. government to withstand nuclear apocalypse and restart America in the case of a wipeout. You'll notice here on the right this cylindrical image. You know, it's really funny. This picture of, you know, it reminds me of Fallout. But of course, art imitates life, imitates art. 
we can see, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good structure for creating something underground. Ukraine has accused Putin of wanting another Chernobyl, blah, blah, blah. This is all very much old information. Cheyenne Mountain. It sits about 2,000 feet under the mountain, and the complex was built in 1961. It has six tunnels, and each is three stories tall. More than 300 people work inside Cheyenne Mountain, which they access via the tunnel and two 23-ton blast doors. The doors are only ever closed when there's an emergency and where uh, and were only shut once during the 9-11 terror attacks. Miners had to evacuate more than 690,000 tons of granite to make the complex. That's where a Stargate takes place, right? Stargate? White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. A building near the four-star White Sulphur Springs was designed to house every one of the 535 members of Congress. Completed in 1961, the 112,000 square foot shelter had enough beds and supplies to accommodate every lawmaker and staffer. It also had decontamination chambers, an intensive, an intensive care unit, and a press briefing room, all surrounded by up to 15, I'm sorry, all surrounded by up to five, five foot concrete, up to five, five foot concrete, you mean five, five foot concrete? The bunker is now open to public tours. I think I'll go check that one out. That sounds fun. Mount Weather, of course, and Raven Rock. Raven Rock is commonly known as the underground Pentagon. It's thought that around 3,000 government officials could survive in the bunker for months. Construction started just years after Japan was devastated by atomic bombs. In the event of the Pentagon being destroyed, government officials would be deployed to Raven Rock. The first phase of construction cost around $35 million at the time, 350 in today's currency. Raven Rock has never stopped operating, but Department of De- Defense officials were evacuated when 9-11 hit. Secret Service officers in D.C. thought it wasn't appropriate for high-ranking officials to be in the same place during the terror attacks. And then we have the doomsday plane. A modified Boeing 747 provides a mobile command center in the event of a nuclear conflict. Earlier this week, it took off from a U.S. Air Force base in Nebraska. Military flight tracking websites show it completed a 4.5-hour flight toward Chicago and back before landing again. The jets called the National Airborne Operations Centers have the ability to communicate with anyone from anywhere in the world. Its sole role is to support military and uh, analysts and strategists during a military crisis. The design of the plane is meant to survive an electromagnetic pulse with all the systems left intact. Amazing. Triple-decker doomsday planes even use traditional analog flight instruments because they are less vulnerable. And of course, there are many decommissioned sites. Now, this story is from a while ago, but they mentioned fears of nuclear war. And that's where we are. So perhaps... This young Nostradamus is correct, and there will be something falling from the sky and wiping things out. Don't worry, my friends. Your government will survive. Can't say the same for all of you. Have you taken precautions? Where will you go? Last night, Drew Miller said, we're not in a good place in the event of nuclear war because Raven Rock and Mount Weather ain't that far away and DC's fairly close. But I disagree. Why would they nuke the bunkers? I suppose if they dropped multiple nukes on them, five, maybe even two, I don't know, trying to wipe everybody out. But what's the point of sending everybody into a nuclear bunker if two nukes could wipe it out? It's very deep underground. They say it can withstand a 30 megaton blast. That's a lot. But what if they launch 10? I don't think they would. Not only do they have these bunkers, but you would be insane to think they don't have surface-to-air missiles that can take out nuclear warheads. So no, I argue this is actually one of the safest places to be. 
What a waste of a nuclear weapon to nuke their bunkers. It's like if a guy was, you know, you're in the battlefield and you can see a guy wearing body armor. So you're like, I better hit his armor. No, you'd go for the squishy parts. The the, Russia is going to be like, what is a major economic piece of the puzzle that is less fortified? That's going to be an urban center. Early on, however, I've stated this the other day. I believe they would target in a shock and awe campaign with a low yield, low yield weapon, a smaller city, because that will have the biggest impact. Dubuque, Omaha, a place like that gets hit. Everyone is shaken and they flee their cities and the economy grinds to a halt. You hit New York, people say, yeah, of course they went for New York. You hit Omaha and they say they're hitting random small towns. You could be next. That's the fear. Grinding the economy to a halt, forcing the U.S. out. But Drew Miller made an excellent point last night. He said Putin would probably release a bioweapon. Yeah, maybe not Putin. Somebody would. Because he's right. A high mortality virus, even though it only 5 or 10%, would wreak havoc on the United States. We already saw what happened with COVID. Imagine what would happen if some flu hit. Now, Drew said 60% mortality with a bioengineered avian flu. 1%. Every 100 people who get it, one dies. The, the, the country would be, would be politically paralyzed. There would be no support for war. They would say America first, hands down. Now, the government could try and blame Putin for it. But even then, people are going to be like, I don't care. I literally don't care. My people are dying. Why are we bothering with Ukraine? I argue that now. So best be warned, young people. There's a real possibility. The U.S. would not be expanding these bunkers. They would not be preparing the way they are if there was no risk. But just because they are preparing doesn't mean there's a high risk. A smart person prepares chance. Okay, Tulsi, here you go. Putting out a statement that you're quitting the Democratic Party. Much respect, but come on. Everybody was waiting for this moment. We knew it was coming. Republicans, conservative, libertarian, liberal, Democrat, progressive, whatever. Everyone knew this day was inevitable. And uh, I respect it. Mad respect. Welcome to the ranks of those who are outright calling out the Democratic Party. It took Tulsi a little while longer to do it, but I can respect it because You know, I think that for a while she was trying to at least latch on and prevent the insanity from spreading too far. But sorry, the Democratic Party has just gone too insane and they've lost the likes of Tulsi Gabbard. Now, I think most people recognize that Tulsi now occupies a similar space to, say, someone like Jimmy Dore, somebody like me and somebody like Dave Rubin. Now, to varying degrees, those three people I just named. We have, we have very different politics. You know, Jimmy Dore is actually still rather leftist on a lot of issues, anti-establishment. I'm fairly moderate, libertarian, anti-establishment. And Dave Rubin has, I think he's even said this, he's more of a right libertarian now. So I'm glad to see it. Glad to see Tulsi Gabbard make the uh, announcement that she can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. But in a short video, she explains it. Let's hear from her. And then we'll talk about why the Democratic Party is something you should consider leaving too. I've got several stories about how the Democratic Party is the party of the wealthy ultra elites, ranging from conservative, moderate to socialist, all saying the same thing. And that's my point. When Jimmy Dore can say it, when I can say it, when Rubin can say it, and now Tulsi Gabbard, who ran for president as a Democrat, comes out and says it, wake up call. Maybe this is the kind of video that you need to share with your friends and your family when they tell you 
that they're Democrats or Republicans are bad or whatever. Fine. I don't care about Republicans. I think they're awful. Lindsey Graham is the worst. But listen to what Tulsi has to say. And let me show you. Let me show you some of the stories from leftist, moderate and conservative sources. It is it is politically political spectrum unanimity. Here's here's what Tulsi Gabbard posted on Twitter. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. I think Tulsi should have done this a long time ago. Her voice was... was, uh Needed a long time ago. And I'll explain why. After the past several years, we've seen Tulsi, uh, I think she was a guest host on The Five before, uh, Fox News. She's appeared several times on Tucker Carlson's show. And uh, the perception among Democrats is that she's not a Democrat. They're all cheering, tweeting good riddance at her. Imagine what would have happened if I don't know, say in 2019 or 2020, Tulsi came out and said, I won't do this. Imagine if she came out right before the 2020 election. Imagine if she came out right before. I mean, didn't she endorse Joe Biden? Didn't she didn't she back Biden? I'm pretty sure she did. Maybe I'm wrong. She should have backed Trump. You see, this is what happens. Look, I like Tulsi. I supported her in her presidential bid. She's got military experience. She's a major in the National Guard. I think she was one of the few sane Democrats that that held on for a long time. I can respect that. But I feel like if she came out and spoke out against Joe Biden, we would not be in this mess. Now, I'm not saying it is all Tulsi Gabbard's fault or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm I'm a big fan, actually. Met her recently in, in New York, contributed to her campaigns. I'm just saying this may be too little too late. No, no, no. Look, don't get me wrong. It's good that she's coming out and saying this. But it's at a point where nobody actually thinks she was a part of the Democratic Party anyway. She's completely right, mind you. I'm just saying that if she came out in 2020 and said, I can no longer be a part of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden is a warmonger. He was a warmonger for the past 50 years. He was a warmonger under Barack Obama, and he will be a warmonger. And despite all of Trump's problems, look, Tulsi Gabbard, she was the candidate of the regime change war opposition. That was her line. That was when she would go on TV during the debates, she would say, we must stop regime change war. And I'm like, here, here. You see, I'm doing the, the for those that are listening, you can't say I'm doing the sparkle hands. That's the, the that's the far leftist way of applauding, applauding, applauding without uh, making noise. So I'm like, yes, I agree. 
I agree. I, 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 foreign policy is one of the biggest issues for me. The U.S. hasn't justified why it's going and blowing people up, why we're wasting billions of dollars in Ukraine because, because Russia invaded Ukraine. It sucks. I hate it. I like Ukraine. I think Russia's stupid. I, I think Russia's, uh, I, I should say this, the Russian government, Vladimir Putin, what they did was wrong. I think the country's actually really cool. I think the people are great. And that's what it tends to be like, right? The people of the country tend to be cool people to varying degrees. And then you get government leadership. So anyway, look, I, I wish Putin did not invade Ukraine. But uh, Ukraine's not a NATO member state. They're not an EU member state, soon to be, perhaps. So why are we investing so much in backing them? It makes no sense. Because I guess the United States is the world police. It's one of the reasons I really like the message of Tulsi Gabbard. But come on, Tulsi. You know, with all due respect, you knew who Joe Biden was. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know why you decided to do the announcement uh, uh, today. Uh, I'm glad. It's a net positive. But I just want to say, you know, hindsight being 2020, the impact you could have had if you did this in 2020, if Trump won in 2020, I think Tulsi could have helped swing that. If she came out and said, do not vote for these Democrats, Joe Biden will start wars. And he did. He botched and surrendered Afghanistan. Look, I didn't like that we were in Afghanistan in the first place, but we could have exited properly to prevent war. That's the point. The way Joe Biden did it, abandoning Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night so that looters come and take it over, cutting off all support to the Afghan security forces, that was making more war. Trump was right. Let's get out. And what happens instead? We shift everything into Ukraine, more war, troops back in Syria, more war. And now we're facing the prospect of World War Three. Come on. Come on. Look, maybe maybe I should just sit back and be like, yay, Tulsi, good job. Because it's a net positive. I want to stress that for the millionth time. And I'm a fan. But I just wish that Tulsi came out in 2020 and said, do not vote for Joe Biden. Let me show you something. When you search Twitter for good riddance, what do you get? No joke. You search Twitter for good riddance. Now it says, now it's, now it's me. But you could see for a second there. It was uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Actually, now it shows me with the tweet. You search Twitter for good riddance, and it's Tulsi Gabbard saying, I'm quitting the Democratic Party. And here's everything you get. Brooklyn Dad Defiant, a, a, a cult member, says, LMAO, you left the Democratic Party a long time ago. Bye, Felicia. Good riddance. Here's uh, someone tweeting, good riddance, good riddance, good riddance, good riddance. Well, let me, let me pull up Tulsi Gabbard's tweet and see what we got here. Tulsi goes on to mention, you know, she, she has uh, uh, all of her... Uh, everything she said in the tweet, she's uh, in, in the video she's tweeted out, and she has a link to her, her YouTube uh, uh, show. I think she's launching a new show. Uh, one person said, I was with you until you turned out to be a Russian government apologist. It was coming. People, it was coming. People with values are always alone. Hey, there you go, man. Someone said values. <laughs> this is videos of Tulsi Gabbard shooting guns. I'm down for that. Katie S. Fang, wait, you were a Democrat? Sure could have fooled me. Yeah, it's right. Someone with principle who opposes war. All right. Now, many of you may be, may be uh, saying this. My family doesn't want to hear it. They don't believe it. They don't care. They think Tulsi is bad. Okay. Here's what I see. I saw this video. I think it was Dropkick Murphys. And they were like, the Republicans just want to lower taxes for the rich. Bro, imagine like reading the news. Imagine knowing things. Dropkick Murphy. I think it was Dropkick Murphy's. If it wasn't, I apologize. They had like that one song I remember when I was a kid, but uh, you know, a lot of people really like him. But uh, uh, look, 
the Washington Examiner. Further evidence that Democrats have become the party of the rich by Con Carroll, commentary editor, July 27th, 2022. Now, of course, I can already hear all of your Democrat relatives. That's a conservative Republican paper. Of course, they're okay. All right. Well, how about a centrist thing? Unheard. Unheard is is moderate centrist. How the Democrats became the party of the rich. The working class is excluded from its agenda. And I can already hear people saying, yes, but of course, anybody who's claiming to be a centrist is actually a fascist, the moderate, the enlightened centrist. We know that they're secretly siding with fascists. Okay, how about Jacobin? Surely the socialist website of Jacobin writing July 2022, the Democratic base keeps getting richer and whiter. Surely now, surely now these suburban Democrat voters will be like, Okay, well, maybe it is the party of the rich. Maybe when the progressive left is saying the Democratic base is richer and whiter. Okay, maybe it's still not enough. Maybe you've shown this video to a friend and they're Democrat and they're voting and they're like, I don't, these far leftists, they just hate the Democrats. Okay, how about establishment Democratic NBC funded Vox.com? Democrats are replacing Republicans as the preferred party of the very wealthy. Cackling old Hillary Clinton. Tell me now, how could everyone, everyone be wrong? What's that? You smell crap everywhere. Have you checked your boot? The conservatives are saying it. The moderates are saying it. The far left is saying it. And even the establishment Democrat websites themselves are saying it. Democrats are the party of the rich, the elites. And you know it, the warmongers. But embrace it, grasp it, and hold it deep within your bosom if you support a cabal of warmongering elites who don't care about you. Keep voting for them. You only got a few more weeks. Early voting's kicking up soon. It's all yours, baby. I have shown it to you. It is right in your face. Everyone across the political spectrum agrees. The Democrats are the party of the wealthy elites. And if that's what you're all about, please just own it. Shout out to our good friend, Hassan Piker. Really a great example. It's funny. Hassan. He's uh, one of the most prominent uh, streamers, the most prominent leftist streamer. More power to him. There's been some uh, rumors about his uh, projected revenue, somewhat, you know, millions of dollars per year. I think it's like five million. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe he's getting way more than that. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, 
secure gold investments or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Hassan. He lives in Los Angeles, my understanding, in a multi-million dollar uh, house, very expensive. He's got a, a very nice vehicles, I hear. He lives very well. And a video went viral where a fan walked up to him and was asking some questions and then asked him about a viral internet meme, Sam Hyde calling him out. And Hassan gets in his face and starts calling him out. Dude says, chill. Hassan is like, got two feet on the guy. And I saw that video and I'm just like, that's so crazy to me. How could you be fan of the fan, a fan of someone like that? It's just the weirdest thing. Every single time someone comes up to me in public saying anything, it's like, hey, man, what was your name? Nice to meet you. You fist bump. You know, me and Luke, we were hanging out. We, came, we, we were getting dinner at, at the steakhouse, at the casino. Somebody came up to us this past weekend, said, I really appreciate your work. You know, guys, ask some questions, answer them. Somebody came up to me and said something like, why won't you debate, you know, personality figure? I'll tell them exactly why. I don't go, why do you keep trying to tell me to debate? I'm just like, oh, I don't know. You know, there you go. I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. And I think Hassan is the perfect example of exactly what this is. Hassan is a faux leftist. And I'm not trying to drag the guy, but he is a really good example of exactly what I'm laying out. He's a guy who talks about being anti-establishment and a socialist and all that, makes a bunch of money, and then goes and lives in a big mansion in, in you know, in Los Angeles or whatever. I think it's like a $5 million house, something. And then, and then when he gets called out by actual socialists, he's like, dude, it's not allowed to have a house. Like, you're not allowed to live anywhere. And it's like, bro, you don't have to buy a $5 million mansion or whatever the cost is, multi-million dollar mansion. Me personally, I, uh, my house. So, so I'll, I'll, you know, full disclosure, I actually uh, own multiple properties. I'm not going to pretend to be a socialist. I'm not. I am a capitalist leaning slightly left uh, uh, and I put my money where my mouth is. I, uh, uh, I, have, I don't get in the face of fans who come up to me and, and ask me questions. That's just weird. But, but you know what? I, I, can, I can pause and say, okay, fine. Maybe he's having a bad day. Fine. It's a bad video. It was just one video. I'll give him that one. But I thought to myself, why doesn't he go live somewhere cheaper? Why doesn't he start building the things he actually proposes? Why doesn't he use his money for something more than just himself? There's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people on the right and libertarians and moderates who are like that. It's not unique to him, but it is something we are seeing more and more among the Democratic Party. They lie to people. They keep them in the dark and they make money off it. They call us the grifters because they have to. That Lauren Boebert tweet really, really does. It's a grand slam. You may have seen it. She said two words. Let's go, Brandon. And all of these prominent left personalities started going insane started saying she's dumb. She can't count. And why is that? Do they really not know that Joe Biden said, let me start with two words made in America? She was mocking Joe Biden. That shows you two things. Either these prominent left personalities know they're lying or they don't actually know what they're talking about. And I think it's probably both to varying degrees. So here's my point. I wonder why it is you get these prominent personalities. Um, and I don't care if it's just Hassan. But it, it is, you know, prominent among Democrats who just use their money for power. Now, to be fair, a lot of what they do with their money is in furtherance of their power, but it is through activist means. That I'm not surprised about. 
Hassan says that he gives money to uh, charities and stuff. He doesn't talk about it. And I'm like, talk about it, bro. Tell people what you're supporting and what you're building. Some people say, yeah, Tim, you know, I get these comments like, you have a million dollar skate mansion. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's 12,000 square feet and we have 30 employees and uh, uh, very, not not every employee is, is in this building. To varying degrees, we have people coming and going from the building and we are relocating to West Virginia. In fact, I think half the staff, a little bit more than that, is probably already uh, officially reporting to West Virginia, although I don't know, it's, it's complicated. I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a, a mansion in some city, a very expensive house, just because I, I can afford it. I've actually gotten away from the cities because actual, I actually say what I think is, is, is true and correct. That it's dangerous to be in cities. Crime is skyrocketing and bad place to be. I've had people offer to uh, pay me lots of money if I'm relocated to certain areas. And I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm going to do my own thing in the middle of nowhere at Freedomistan with 50 acres. We're going to get chickens and goats. I'm going to mind my own business and I'm going to talk about it. I talk about how I feel and what I do. Tulsi Gabbard, I got tremendous respect for because she's coming out and she's calling it out. I think if you look at the prominent personalities of the left, you can see exactly what they represent. They will tell you, but they won't act in such a way. They will say, hey, I oppose war, but then they'll vote for Joe Biden. It's remarkable. Well, but Trump is a fascist. Are you pro-war or are you not pro-war? But, but Trump is just so bad, he's corrupt. So is Joe Biden. Are you lying about it or are you ignorant to it? Fine. Whatever it is, own it. That's it. If you're in favor of it, just own it. Joe Biden's a warmonger. He's starting more wars. Trump didn't start wars. Own it. By all means, I will outright tell you that Donald Trump is a lewd and lascivious old man, that I think he's got a terrible personality. All true. I think in a lot of ways you can praise the guy. I've heard stories of him being very generous. I, I know someone once told me a story about how Trump just tossed him an iPod for holding a door open for him. One story uh, about the people at Trump Tower say that he would come down and hand out $100 bills to everybody. I hear a lot of those stories. I think in a lot of ways Trump has conviction and there are things to compliment him on. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend Trump's a perfect guy. I think he's got a bad attitude and I think that costs him a lot. I heard it over and over again. I got no problem owning that and saying I'm still willing to vote for it, despite the fact that I don't like it. Because Joe Biden is a murderer. He's a, he's a murderer. That's what he is. It was the Obama administration that was blowing up civilians that killed Anwar Alalaki and Abdurrahman Alalaki. And we know it. Joe Biden was right there along with them. It is a regime of murder. Tulsi Gabbard could have come out and said, do not vote for this man. So I can respect her coming out again. I'm a fan, but I'm not going to I'm going to call it like I see it. And that's my point, too. Even though I did contribute to Tulsi, even though I am a fan, I still think that she needs to be criticized for that. And I think most people would agree. I think there's a tremendous opportunity to stand by your convictions and stop this from getting to the point where it is now. We're, we're, we're two years in. Well, almost two years in. And Joe Biden did exactly what I knew he would do. He has us on the precipice of World War Three. Well, to be honest, I didn't think it would escalate that quickly. I just knew new wars would ignite immediately. And I just think back, hindsight being 2020, to all of these people, could you not have just said something. The economy is in the crapper. The, the market's now lower than where it was before Biden took over. Vladimir Putin is threatening nuclear weapons and Joe Biden is dancing along with it like some crackpot old demented man, sending more and more money to the, to the war front. For what cause? I don't know. 
Nuclear annihilation, I suppose. So I will say it one more time. I have shown you a conservative outlet, a moderate outlet, a leftist socialist outlet, and even the Democrat establishment media all saying the same thing. The Democratic Party is the party of the wealthy and the white. And if you support that, please just own it. Tell me that you are all in for rich white people. I got no beef. You're allowed to have those opinions. Just be honest about it. You don't care about war and you don't care that cackling scumbags like Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden and people like Barack Obama are in charge of this disgusting machine. Blown up kids. Yeah, that was the question. Does the office corrupt? Or uh, uh, the question, I guess, is did Barack Obama lie about not wanting to blow up kids? And then when he got in office, he was convinced to. Or did he always want to blow up kids? That's the question I have. Trump's no saint either. But I will take anything other than this at this point. You can come up with all your insane made up reasons as to why you think that Donald Trump is corrupt. Fine. But if the United States has to suffer under someone like Trump because you think he's corrupt, but it means no war, I will take it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In a story that should be surprising to no one, when they tried bringing in these gender ideology books into schools in Dearborn, Michigan, families came and protested and shut down the school board meeting. Why? Dearborn, Michigan is very largely Muslim. Muslims are religious conservatives. And even the ones that are more moderate, you're more likely to see a bunch of parents being like, hey, I don't want books with sexual depictions being shown to my children. And now you get this story from the Detroit Free Press. Protesters shut down Dearborn school board meeting over LGBTQ books. What they should say in the headline is Islamic or Muslim protesters. These are people who have religious convictions. They report hundreds of protesters packed Dearborn Public School Board meeting Monday night and shut it down with cries of anger over certain LGBTQ books they said are too sexually explicit for children. And they're right. The books are. A heavy police presence failed to prevent the meeting from descending into chaos as demonstrators took it over and then various factions within, within them jostled for control, shouting at each other. Protesters often ignored the requests of police officers to stop interrupting board members. It was unclear who was in control of the meeting at times. Most of the crowd appeared to be in opposition to the books, but there were also a number of people with the American Federation of Teachers Union who showed up to support inclusion of LGBTQ people and others. Nobody was uh, protesting the people. They were protesting books with sexually explicit imagery. But surprise, surprise, the American Federation of Teachers Union shows up to, I don't know, promote giving sexually explicit material to children. I have to question what kind of person would do that. How weird. Not until Dearborn Police Chief Isa Shahin arrived later did the protesters stop their agitation. Shahin pleaded with the crowd to relax and not embarrass Dearborn. Quote, please calm down. Let's have respect for each other, Shahin told the crowd at about 9, 10 p.m. We can have a spirited debate, but we can't conduct ourselves this way, guys. We just can't. We're better than this. Dearborn is better than this. This community is better than this. We're brothers and sisters, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion. Sean said the board has suspended the meeting and will reschedule it for Thursday evening at Fordson High School in order to accommodate a larger crowd. Vote them out. 
The crowd repeatedly chanted during the raucous meeting inside an administrative center where the board holds its public meetings. The room was packed tightly with many using an overflow room and others standing in the back and on the sides. Several held up signs with anti-gay rhetoric in English and Arabic. I wonder why they haven't stated in the headline that this was predominantly Muslims protesting this. Arabic, you say, making religious references to assert that LGBTQ educational materials and books should not be available in Dearborn Public Schools, the third largest school district in Michigan. Some of the placards held up read, keep your porno books to yourself, homosexuality, big sin, and if democracy matters, we're the majority. They're allowed to have those opinions. Don't be surprised when they bring them to the school board meetings because you're trying to show their children sexually explicit materials, you weirdos. And, I'm, and I say weirdos to the people who are trying to show porn to kids. That's who the weirdos are. Last month, on September 25th, another protest with similar themes was held outside Henry Ford's Centennial Library in Dearborn. And a pro-book rally was held earlier at, this, at the library on the same day. So far, Dearborn Schools has removed six books for review, a majority of them with LGBTQ themes and restricted some of its online access, announcing a plan to give parents more control over what books their children can check out. Cue the leftist lies of they're banning books. Okay, if a bunch of people got together and said, we are going to burn these books, I would first ask, well, what books are they? If it turned out the books were political ideology of any kind, I'd say, hey, that's that's bad. I don't agree with that. If it turned out the books were sexually explicit books, I would say I also don't agree with that. Don't burn those. You know, people are entitled to read those kinds of books. Now, if the books are sexually explicit with adult themes marketed towards children, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, those can go. I have a limit. I have a line. It's not a question of the ideas. It's a question of appropriateness for kids. It's a question of having standards and morals. I want everyone to read political ideology. I don't want those books banned. I want people to be able to write and, and publish and share books about adult themes and of a sexual nature with images, graphic ones, if they want. And that's fine. But I have a question about when they're being marketed towards kids. When you have a book for kids and it's like, this book's for children and here's what it is. Then I'm like, yeah, okay, that book shouldn't be available to children. Now, to, to, to clarify, I don't think any book should be burned, even in that capacity, to be completely honest. I just think kids shouldn't be allowed to have access to it. You want to ask questions about the Bible? I think when it comes to certain issues of the Bible, Leviticus 2320, the famous one, parents should be with their kids when it comes to reading certain passages in the Bible. There's a lot of adult themes and kids need guidance. I agree with that as well. If parents want to bring sex ed to their kids and get a book to do it, I have no problem with that. What I'm talking about is some of these books are outright, let's just say, a, a, a fetishist, adult graphic, pedophile material. Trying to show kids and groom them, that's just, that stuff's too far. You want to get a book called like The Birds and the Bees that explains basic anatomy and, and sexual reproduction and all that stuff? Well, sure, I don't care about that. You want to get a book that depicts two people engaging in adult activities and talking about it in graphic detail. And then you and then, and then Amazon even says kids should not be reading this and you try to give it to kids. Now we got a problem again. I don't think the book should literally be burned, 
But it's not so much a book banning as it is a porn banning. That's the weirdest thing to me. They want to equate this like the Nazis or whatever. And it's like, dude, the issue is graphic obscenities, marketing towards kids, grooming them. Now, of course, I'll be the first to outright uh, say it's an issue of morality. The left has no moral qualms with that. To me, that's shocking. Some people take issue with violence being given to kids. They have moral issues there. And they say, why would we allow kids to see, you know, read books about violence? Yeah, it really is just personal moral lines, personal values. Where are you on the on the spectrum of morals? The left seemingly has none in this capacity. They don't care about this. It's a moral foundation issue. Conservatives believe in purity and sanctity. We believe, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. Libertarian, conservative, moderate, etc. All of those who are opposed to what they're doing in these schools. I think that raising children right can be done. And I believe raising children wrong can be done. So when they come out and they say, kids know what they want, can do whatever they want, don't need parental guidance. No, that's not true. Parents need to help teach their kids and instill their values in them. They want to say, Monday's meeting was largely calm for about an hour, but then spiraled out of control as some became upset with board members who spoke about time limits for public commenters and the need to show civility and respect. At one point, a speaker said Dearborn's fire marshal had determined it was unsafe to continue, which further upset some in the crowd. Mike Hatcham, one of the protesters and others questioned why the determination was only made just before the public comment section was to begin. Interesting, right? Like, look at this. Meeting of Dearborn schools has ended into chaos. Mobs opposed to some LGBTQ books took over the meeting. The chair of the board, Roxanne McDonald, tried to keep the peace, saying she didn't want to hear people make baseless and slanderous remarks. Let's all be civil and respectful. Police officers told people who yelled to keep quiet. Yada, yada. You get it. You get it overwhelmingly, this was a bunch of Muslims protesting. And I respect their right to protest because I think there's a strong overlap there with traditional liberals, conservatives, and Muslims. I would probably fall into the traditional liberal camp. Traditional liberals were largely Christian, mind you. I'm not a Christian. I do believe in God. I don't know why there's a meme where, where or like people are like, Tim's an atheist. No, I'm not. I've, I've not been an atheist since I was like 18. I tell the story all the time. And I was barely an atheist. I mean, I don't really know what it means to not be an atheist before that. We don't really know what you're talking about or, or, or what these ideas even mean. But I grew up Catholic for a few years, went to public school, turned 18 and said, huh, maybe I was wrong about that. And my, for me, it was mainly about reading science, physics, astrophysics, quantum physics, reading all these books. And then I was like, wow. And then I'm like, there's a God. But the problem, I suppose, for a lot of people on the left is that they think God is like a guy with a beard, you know, folding his arms, going, you know, blinking and making things happen. That's not what I think. Anyway, I digress. I believe that traditional liberals have, I would argue, progressive views on this stuff. This, whatever this is, showing kids graphic depictions, I don't know what that is. That's, that, 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 that's not progressive. It's, it's degenerate. Okay. Progressive is very simple. It's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's talk about protecting the civil rights of individuals. Live and let live. And that includes the LGBT community. Okay, I'm totally okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, I got no issue. What was that? You want sexual depictions presented to its children? Okay, well, that's an issue of sex ed for parents. What was that? You're telling the children not to talk to their parents? Okay, now you've crossed the line. And that's what we, we all agree on. I don't know who these degenerates are who are like, don't tell your parents that we're showing you these pictures. No, the parents are supposed to be the ones in control of what their kids are learning. 
Yeah. They say Dearborn is about 47% Arab American, Arab American, most of them Muslim, Muslim. And Dearborn Heights is about one third Arab. So there you go. It's very obvious. It's religious people saying no. Okay. Let's talk about where we're headed. Take a look at this. Planned Parenthood is under fire for cartoon ad that encourages children to get on puberty blockers if they think they're transgender and tells them the drugs work like a stop sign. That's a lie. They say Planned Parenthood is receiving backlash for a cartoon ad that teaches teenagers different ways of delaying puberty, some of which which they claim work like a stop sign. One of those ways is through the use of puberty blockers, which can halt voice deepening facial hair growth and menstrual cycles. The organization posted the video to its YouTube account in January, but it has recently resurfaced on the I Inside the Classroom Twitter account. In the video, cartoon figures tell teenagers that puberty looks different for everyone, particularly if they're trans, intersex, or non-binary. And what they're experiencing during puberty may be confusing as it, as it may not line up with their gender identity. So here's an image of, I guess, like a taller person and a short obese person. And they're saying you may find that your puberty experiences don't line up with your gender identity. They say puberty blocker, uh, quote, puberty blocker ad put up by Planned Parenthood, which tells children that they are that they can get puberty blockers to put puberty on hold. EITC tweeted earlier this month. Full stop. Why is Planned Parenthood giving out puberty blockers? What does Planned Parenthood have to do with being trans? Uh, serious question. I can understand that they give out birth control. I can understand if they give abort, uh, perform abortions. Planned Parenthood, that's what they do. But um, why give cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers to children or to adolescents? A serious question. What does that have to do with parenthood? Nothing. Then what is Planned Parenthood? An anti-fertility center? I mean, this is going to sterilize these kids. They say puberty blockers are safe and can give you more time to figure out what feels right for you, your body and your gender identity. You don't have to have all the answers right now. Your gender identity is real. You should be the one to decide what changes you want to make to your body. The ad continues. You know, we've had a lot of people on Timcast IRL say that they think the transgender movement is just the precursor to transhumanism. I don't know if I agree 100%, but I do think whether intentional or not, what we are seeing here with transgender, transracial, trans species, and all of this trans stuff is the advent of transhumanism. But it's not just humans becoming cyborgs or machines. It's humans becoming nothing. You get on puberty blockers. You remain a child for a long time, like forever. They, they, what is it? They say most um, males who go on puberty blockers for an extended period will have a micro penis for the rest of their lives because the tissues will not develop. And that results in complications later in life. Yeah. It will basically make males or females, regardless, androgynous. And then when they restart hormones, it will not give them the full experience of whatever it is they're getting. So to put it simply, puberty blockers are probably bad for everybody across the board, be it a, a transgender or otherwise. If there is like a 13 year old and the doctor says you're trans, well, then puberty blockers are a bad thing. Because if they if, if they want to go full, you know, one direction or the other, then they need all the time in the world during development to be on those hormones. So I just say across the board, puberty blockers are bad and should be criticized even by trans people. But I digress. I don't think kids should be getting transgender uh, interventions, medical or surgical. The video tells teenagers that if they are trans, intersex or non-binary, they're not the only ones feeling confused and that puberty is different for everyone. Intersex, I understand. That's a really interesting issue. 
Now, most people are not intersex, but in, the, in, in that instance, I think there's a real question about puberty blockers. Absolutely. If there is somebody who is born intersex and uh, um, ambiguous and, and the doctors are like, we don't, you know, it could go either way, then that's an instance where someone's going to have to make a decision for real. I've seen, I, I've read a bunch of stories. There was, I think Crowder had a, had a conversation with someone who was intersex, but presented overtly female. And it's, well, well there you go. If someone is intersex, but they feel more one way or the other, then maybe it is important to make sure that they develop the way that they feel. As for a child who's completely biologically male, there is, there is no question. And the issue with intersex is that these people aren't going to have a, a male or female experience. They're going to have, to the best of our medical abilities, that experience. That is to say, females have a tendency towards menstruation. Males have a tendency towards, you know, more bone density and more muscle mass and facial hair and things like that. I say tendency towards because gender is, in fact, bimodal. There are some males who are, have no facial hair, can't grow very good beards, and are short and more feminine. And there are women who are more masculine. Those are all true. But it doesn't change the fact that they are discernibly male or female. So uh, this Twitter account says, why is Planned Parenthood now giving medical advice to children? This should be illegal. Another person said, besides all the lies and inaccuracies, talk to your trusted adult or doctor. Notice how they don't include the parent. Earlier this month, Oklahoma governor Kevin Stitt has signed a bill that effectively bans gender reassignment drugs from being prescribed to minors at the state's main children's hospital. The Republican is withholding COVID relief funds from Oklahoma Children's Hospital at OU Health until it stops providing puberty blockers and hormone therapy to under 18s. Yes, because science has shown desistance rates. The rate at which kids who claim to be trans stop being trans is extremely high. Depending on the study, it could be between 65 and 90%. There was a Brad Pitt's daughter, son, John, biologically female, transitions. Why didn't they give this child uh, double mastectomies? Why didn't they give this child hormones? The end result, this child is now identifying as female again and going by Shiloh. So what would have happened if they gave Shiloh a double mastectomy? There's a very horrifying story. You can read it in the post-millennial. It's, it's, it's genuinely crazy. The, the doctor who posts on Instagram or on TikTok about yeeting the teats and saying, Tetus delete us. These people are psychopaths. One woman who received a treatment from this psychotic doctor regretted it. The doctor lied. That's why I say psychotic. The doctor lied saying no one's ever regretted, it, except for this one famous, this well-known detransitioner who says immediately afterwards they felt remorse. It was a huge mistake as they looked down at their scarred body. And the doctor says no one's ever felt that way. When questioned about the individual, she said, I thought it was a hoax. That's why I say psycho. If you get an email from someone, from a patient saying, please help, this was a mistake, I don't know what to do. And you say, you're hoaxing me. You are deluded. And you're not providing adequate care. Governor Sitt said, by signing this bill today, we are taking the first step to protect children from permanent gender transition surgeries and therapies. It is wildly inappropriate for taxpayer dollars to be used for condoning, promoting, and performing these types of controversial procedures on healthy children. Oklahoma Children's Hospital currently offers life-altering drugs to teenagers under 18 with parental approval. It is thought to be around, it is thought that around 100 minors are currently receiving treatment. Stitt also called for the Republican-controlled state legislature to ban some of those gender-affirming treatments statewide when it returns in February. He said in a statement that he wanted a prohibition on all irreversible gender transition surgeries and hormone therapies on minors. 
It comes after Alabama tried to make it a felony for doctors to prescribe puberty blockers to minors with a punishment of up to 10 years in prison. Puberty blockers are not FDA approved. That's it. They're not. Now, I will always say this. When it comes to medical treatments, you got to talk to a doctor. Don't take advice from me. But my understanding, according to these reports, that they're not FDA approved for this use. The, the, um, I forgot the name of the, the drug. They're, they're, they're FDA approved for specific purposes, but not for, for, for blocking puberty. Or I, I, I could be wrong. Is it Lipron? I think that's what it's called. The drug is used when a girl has like early onset puberty and it's, it's dangerous for her. And so they want to put a pause on it at a young age. Like we're talking like seven or eight years old. So Lupron, is that what it's called? Anyway, I could be wrong. Don't take advice from me. I'm not a doctor. Talk to a doctor about it. I'm just saying my personal political opinion on the matter is that children should not be undergoing sex change operations or medication. And I have a question about why Planned Parenthood of all places is now doing this. What is the point? Of, I, you know what? Maybe that's it. Giving these drugs to kids will sterilize many of them. Maybe that's what Planned Parenthood is, is saying. Well, you know, you get these drugs and that's planning for parenthood for the future. It means you won't be one. Unless you adopt, I suppose. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey signed a law in March that banned physicians from providing gender affirming surgeries. I love how they say that gender affirming. Affirming. As if someone who comes in and claims they want their hand cut off should be affirmed. No. We need compassion for these people. We need to find ways to protect them and make sure they live long, healthy lives. I think the surgeries they're performing on these kids is doing the opposite of that. How do we protect these people? With so many people posting these forums about how it, transition was a mistake. How do we protect them? When you have doctors saying they want to yeet the teats. Yeet the teats. Look how insane this is. Why might, some, why might some patients feel sad after surgery despite wanting it for so long? It's actually not uncommon. That is so insane and creepy. This woman is evil. This is an evil human. Titus deletus. These are healthy young women who are experiencing depression. Now, some may be trans. Have, what I mean is some may be experiencing gender dysphoria, but not all of them are. And that's why you end up with some of these higher profile stories of young women saying it was a mistake. They were just socially ostracized and depressed. Some of them were just gay. And these psychopaths perform surgeries on them. It's, it's messed up. People are pushing back. So I think in the long run, this will be frowned upon in the future, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. 
They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.